Today we'll be finishing our section on asking God for the desires of our hearts. We need to seek Him and ask Him with faith-filled hearts. Join us on our exploration of some of the ways we can do that. Well, hello everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. Of course. Yes, we are. <laughs> and if this is your first time with us, welcome. We, we hope that you enjoy this episode. Yes, we do. All right, so last week we started talking about ask. We had a listener ask us to go back and study some more on asking. So this week we're doing the second part of that. We couldn't fit it all into one, so we're, <laughs> we're doing a second part. And we're going to be continuing. The whole series is called Ask, Seek, and Knock. So last time we learned the importance of asking God for the desires of our hearts, but they need to line up with His will, and He will never give us something that can harm us. Well, now we're going to go deeper to see other components of what asking is and how we need to do it. We learned in the last episode that when we ask the Lord for something, we need to do so, like I said, out loud. For we saw in Luke 6.45, good and evil come out of our hearts by way of our mouths. So let's find out some more about this. And let me just say, if you missed the last episode, we really encourage you to go back and listen to that. Because right. it'll make a lot more sense about what we're talking about today. All right. All right. So today we find out that actions are also a way of asking. Many people in the Bible ask Jesus for healing by showing faith in their actions. We find a woman with the issue of blood showing great faith in Mark 5, 25 through 34. Yes, we do. And we're going to be reading this one out of the Amplified. It says a woman in the crowd had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much suffering at the hands of many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but instead she became worse. She had heard reports about Jesus, and she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his outer robe. For she thought, If I just touch his clothing, I will get well. And immediately her flow of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body and knew without any doubt that she was healed of her suffering. Immediately, Jesus recognized in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you from all sides, and you ask, Who touched me? He still kept looking around to see the woman who had done it. And the woman, though she was afraid and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. Amen. Amen. There's a lot in that. She used her faith by her actions to show what was really in her heart. Yes. To know what she really wanted she was asking Jesus by way of her actions. Yeah. And you know, it was, uh, it, it's important to understand, too, that that woman, though she was going through the crowd, she was considered to be like a leper. Yeah. So just her coming in contact with those people, 
uh, they could have killed her on the spot. Yeah. It was illegal for her to be around other people, but she had the faith. <laughs> right. God is not hiding from you. He wants to bless you and reveal his plans for your life. This is the first time you've listened to us. We have talked before that one of the ways that God communicates with me is through a journal. I will write things to him and things about my life, and then he talks to me back, and I write those things down in the journal so that I can go back and reread them. And actually, more of it is for other people, for you listeners, for other people that will read the book that I'm writing. It's, it's really meant for other people, these words, not just for me. So when you hear him say you and your and yours, he's talking to you personally. So just hear these words and listen to this and open your heart to receive this. And receive what God has for you. That's right. So this is some of the stuff he says. Keep asking and searching. I told you you would find me. I'm not hiding. I'm just waiting for you to come to me. I can't just come to you until you are ready. He, again, he says, I'm not hiding. I'm in you. Ask me. Ask me for, the, for your heart's desires. Your heart desires the things of my heart. He says, I am always talking and I am full of answers to your questions. I love to reveal myself to you and my plans for your life when you seek me and ask me with your whole heart. He says, keep your focus on me. I have all the answers you seek. Ask me like you are doing now and listen. You will hear me in the still small voice in your heart. So it is very important to remember that when you ask, you must truly believe. Ask with a faith-filled heart. There are a couple Bible verses that comment on this. Absolutely. So let's look at it. These, these two that I'm going to be reading from are out of the NIV. <clears throat> the first one is Matthew 21, verses 21 to 23. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to this fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So it's important to understand that, you know, he's talking about a fig tree right here, but if you don't know the backstory, uh, the backstory is one evening they were on their way to, I think it was Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And uh, this fig tree was actually uh, producing uh, leaves, and it wasn't producing fig. It was basically not doing what God had designed it to do. So Jesus spoke to this fig tree and said, you will not bear figs ever again. And, and it died, it, but it died immediately when he spoke that. And uh, it died, but it died from the root. It died from the root. Now the next day, they're going back and uh, the disciples see this and they're like marveled because it's dead. Mm-hmm. So what Jesus is saying here is, you know, you need to have faith. Uh, but when he's talking about here, about the mountain, the mountain itself is anything that's in your life that is hindering you or that is causing you sickness or that is causing you pain or it's anything that's covered under what Jesus took care of on the cross. Mm -hmm. 
So it's important to understand that uh, Jesus took care of not only our sins by his blood, but by his bruised body, he took care of our uh, of all infirmities, mm-hmm. of all diseases, yes. of all sickness, of, of everything that comes against us that, that, that is not of God. So when people start saying something to the point of, you know, well, maybe God's given me the sickness to teach me something. No, that is not right. That is that not. Was, not, God is not going to give you something that has already been taken care of. It was already taken care of under the blood. It was already taken care of on the cross. So God is not giving you this to teach you anything. God is a good God, and he gives good things. Absolutely. So what your job is to do is to move that mountain. Mm-hmm. You have to use your words, as we talked about, and you have to command those things out of the authority that Jesus has given you yes. in his name. You, you take authority over those things. You speak to them with your words, and you tell them, you remind them that they're illegal in your body or illegal in whoever else's body if you're a believer. And the non-believers can't do this. Right. They don't have the, authority, the same authority. But when you become a believer in Jesus and that happens, then you have the authority over those sicknesses. You have authority right. over the pain. You have authority over all those things that come against you mm-hmm. that are not from God. And you can you tell them they must leave in Jesus' name. That's right. And you and you you will see them leave. They have to flee because they are not things from God. So they have to flee from His name. Right. So that's kind of a just just a, a real quick overview of what that that means. So, but if we go on to the next verse, we're going to look at James one verses five through six. It says this: If any of you lack wisdom. You should ask God, who gives generously to all, without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. So he wants us to ask him for more of our heart's desires. Joyce Meyer, who is a Christian speaker and teacher, says in the Everyday Life Bible, taken from the Life Point section on page 2060 this quote this is a bible that she has come out with it's a more of a study bible and it's the amplified bible but it has her study notes and things that she's taught on before it's it's a really great bible and i would recommend it this is what she says there are two ways to handle problems the natural way and the spiritual way james 1 5 through 6 tells us how to solve your problems the spiritual way It says if you have trouble, simply ask God what you should do. You may not receive an answer immediately, but you will find that divine wisdom, wisdom beyond your natural understanding, will begin to operate through you, helping you know what to do. That's good. And that was her quote. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if we look at it this way, we say we are disciples of Christ. And we are supposed to not only go into all the world, but to be fruitful, meaning that we show God in our lives. So we know that trees are fruitful when you see an apple tree full of apples or an orange tree ripe with fresh fruit or fresh oranges. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Oranges. But Jesus tells us that God wants us to bear good fruit. So he shows us this concept in John 15 verses 6 through 8. And this is out of the NIV as well. He says this, if, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. 
such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen. And also in John 15, verses 16 out of the NIV, we see this. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. That's good. That's good to know, to think about, and to remember that God chose us. He loved us before we were even created. Yep. He chose us to be who we are in Him. So uh, we often say a prayer and then walk away just expecting God to do all the work. Then we wonder why nothing happens. Sometimes we just need to ask God and let him explain things to us. He is the one who tells us what we need to know, so we must listen and understand. When you pray, you must also seek, which we will talk about in our next thing. But you can't just say a prayer and then walk away and expect everything to happen the way it is, the way you want it to. So again in the journal, he explains, ask, I want to explain, but you must ask and listen. I will show you wonderful things, but you must ask me to understand them and put them into perspective. Remember, garbage in, garbage out. So watch what you put into your mind and spirit. Think on pure and lovely things. Think on me and listen to what the Spirit is saying to you. You need to listen and obey. That's right. You know, God is pleased and happy to give us the desires of our hearts. He does not begrudgingly give us what we ask. It is our responsibility to ask. So we cannot expect to receive before we even ask. It's true. Uh, This is what he says again. It is your responsibility to seek me and ask me what you need and when. It is my responsibility to look after you and come near to you when you come near to me. Let me take care of you. I love to do it. It makes me happy to please you and take care of you when you ask me and put me in control. Another part is it's very important to thank God. I think this is one of the most underrated areas in the Christian life today. Mm. Thanksgiving is something that is so important and people have just fallen away from that. So sad. But we should always have a thankful heart of gratitude. It not only pleases him, it lifts our heart and brings our spirit to life. He said concerning this, But you ask and I love to answer, and then you thank me. Wow! It makes it even more joyous. You make my heart sing. I have angels who sing to me all the time. But when you thank me and let me in, it is more wonderful than all of heaven. That's cool. How awesome is that? So this really seems to sum up how we feel. We're going to look at Psalms 27, verse 4 out of the Amplified Bible. One thing I have asked of the Lord and that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life, 
to gaze upon the beauty, the delightful, loveliness, and majestic grandeur of the Lord, and to meditate in his temple. That's right. That's what we need to seek for all the days of our lives. Yeah. Beautiful place to be in his presence. All right, so today we have learned some important things. We have found that actions are a way of asking. We must truly believe we will get when we ask from the right hearts. And as disciples, we need to bear good fruit that is seen by all. We also learned how important it is to be thankful. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Be joyful always, pray, pray continually, continually, and give thanks to God for all circumstances, for it is His will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's our family <laughs> verse. <laughs> so God is not hiding from us, but longs to give us the desires of our hearts. You know, last time we mentioned that we would love to hear any examples of times you have asked God for something and how he answered you. We would still love to have that communication with you. We would also love to stand with you if you have asked and are waiting for an answer. Please contact us on our website. Uh, you can go to themessengersradio.com and on there there's a contact button. And if you'll click on that, you can either fill that form out, and that will send to both Tricia and myself uh, via email, or uh, you can click on our names above that and email us individually if you don't want both of us to have that. So you, whatever you prefer, you know, go yes. ahead, go ahead and do it that way. <laughs> but you can also contact us on our Facebook page if you look for Messengers Radio. And you can just go there and leave us a message so we can rejoice with you and reassure you that when you have not received an answer or when you have received an answer. So, yeah. But remember, he's not always going to give us the desires of our hearts when they could do more damage than good. That's right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this section on asking. And then the next part of our series is focused on seeking God and his word. Right. And then the last one will be knock. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, we love you guys, and we can't wait to hear from you. So at the end of every episode, though, that's not completely the very last part. No, it's not. No, we always have a prayer of salvation at the end of this. So if you have never made Jesus Lord of your life, and you, after listening to this or listening to other people, or you've been fe feeling some kind of a tug against your heart, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to feel the things of your, that you desire with the things of this world. So there is a God-shaped hole in your heart area, not a physical one, but a spiritual one. Yes. That is waiting to be filled, and that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. So, you know, choosing to receive Him as your Lord and Savior really honestly is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. That's right. So God's Word promises this. And what we're going to do is not just give you our opinion. We're going to tell you what the Word says right here. So we're going to look at uh, Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, and also Romans 10, verses 13. So Romans 10, verses 9 through 10 says this, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
And if you look down at Romans 10.13, it says this, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So by His grace, God has already done everything to provide salvation. Your part is to do two things, just believe and receive. Amen. So if you're ready to, to make an eternal decision today, not internal, but eternal. That's <laughs> well, uh, kind of internal too, yeah, but it, is. it turns into eternal. Right. But if you're ready to do that, I would like for you to use your words, as we've been talking about, uh-huh. and pray this out loud with me. Just say it after me. Say, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. 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 So the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the truth of his word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. So now that you're born again, that means there is a brand new you. Amen. And how awesome is that? Yay. Uh, but we want to also encourage you to not just stay there. You know, the devil, the, the, the enemy will come against you and try to make you think that the decision you just made was not real. He will try to make you believe these things that just, you know, he's a great liar. He is. That's all he can do is lie. Absolutely. So if you, you can, you can either give into the lie or you can open, open the Bible and find out who you are and find out what you can do in Christ. And you know, if you don't have a Bible, we want to send you one. We want to get one to you any way that we can. Yes. Or if you need other materials to learn from. But you cannot just make a decision and stay there because the enemy will come against you regardless of whether or not you get in the Bible or not. So, But you need to know what the Bible says and how to counter these, these thoughts and these actions against the enemy. Because now you have the authority and that you, now you can stop him in his tracks and now you have a big target on your back (laughs) but the the good thing is jesus has already overcome the devil that's right in order to to overcome the devil yourself you need to get into the bible and find out who you are and what the bible says you have so you can also go back and listen to our our series on uh what the bible says i have Mm -hmm. what the bible says i can do and who the bible says i am that's right the important <laughs> so until next time we look forward to any feedback you guys have yes we love you guys we love you bye-bye bye sharing the gospel around the world you're listening to the messengers